Blog Talk Radio. Like last year's Super Bowl. 
Uh, but the Legacy Bowl comes right after that, and that's going to be that all-star game among the HBCU players, and that's going to be in New Orleans. And now I believe that's going to take place on February the 18th. I will be in the building looking forward to um, to that as well to try to get more players, you know, shine a light on the HBCU players. I would say so far going to this 2023 season is not as deep, but that's going to change. You know, it, it, it is going to change, you know, real soon. I really believe that these institutions want to get themselves together. And then I would say within a four- to five-year period, that's when we will start to see should, I would say, should start to see more players being, you know, I would say prepared to at least be quality for players to get in front of NFL scouts. I really believe um, if they should be. If not, trust me, they will hear my voice. <laughs> and I will be one of the people they will, they will not like uh, on this on this subject matter as far as getting their players to the NFL. That's that's for sure. And I'm looking forward to that. You know, I'm not well, not looking forward to being, you know, ridiculed or being the bad guy. But I embrace good and bad because it's all about the process. And I'm one hundred percent dedicated to the process now. That's on that level. But you know the show, the site, everything is geared behind the NFL regional combine platform. That's the mission for lockedexport.com, the goal to be able to get these small school players into a position where they can get in front of scouts. And then from there, promote these guys to show that they are NFL worthy and to be able to do this for the past several years and to see the fruits of it. I tell you, it is breathtaking. I love it. And we're going to get right into it. It's known as uh, preseason. From the preseason week one, in terms of the NFL regional combine platform, I tell you guys, it was fantastic. And so you guys can see it. I'm going to say a whole bunch of names, as usual, that y'all guys have never heard of. But I'm telling you, take my word for it real soon. You guys are going to know these guys. These guys are going to be household names really soon. But the thing is, for those who listen to this, listen to this show and understand the motive for Locker Talk podcast and knowing that BattleNewsRadioNetwork.com has been at the beginning of the forefront, you guys will not be surprised. And you can say, hey, through this network, through this show, you are prepared and you know about these guys we're talking about now. We'll start with one player that you heard me mention several times last year with the Baltimore Ravens um, with backup quarterback um, Tyler Huntley. Now, Tyler Huntley, you know, is still in a situation where he's still fighting to be his, his boy, his, his, his good friend Lamar Jackson's backup. You know, um, I know that McSorley, McSorley is a good quarterback as well. You know, he was kept around. Last year, McSorley, he is uh, an athletic running uh, quarterback as well, but he is a traditional quarterback, and if he has to use his will, he will use him to create plays. But Tyler Huntley is more of a maker of Lamar Jackson. Not only is he athletic and can run and get out um, to, to get away from defenders to extend plays, but um, at the same time, you know, he can deliver with his arm, which I believe that he does a little better than Lamar Jackson. You know, but as far as the same style of Lamar Jackson, the Ravens will not miss a beat if Huntley has to step in to support whether it's something that's to happen to Lamar Jackson. Now, that's something that we all, every one of us, do not want to see happen. We definitely want to see Lamar Jackson succeed and win on the highest level. 
But if anything was to happen, the Ravens still would be in great shape because they have Tyler Huntley, who is similar to Lamar Jackson, and just had one little one little thing that's above Lamar Jackson and strong. So, however, we won against the New Orleans Saints. That was a good. That was a game where I can say that the New Orleans Saints pretty much dominated, so to speak, in that game. Although they had six turnovers in that game, but for the most part, they really had control of the game. And the Ravens was down the majority of the game until the second half came when Tyler Huntley came in, um, stepped in to take over the second half of the preseason game. Now, you see, we saw that game how um, Tyler was moving the ball up and down the field, doing pretty good between the 20s, and then was really making a move down the field where they were ready to score until he was scrambling, he got back, and, and he fumbled the ball, and the Saints got the ball back. Now, the Saints didn't do anything with the ball. Ravens got the ball back, and that's when you saw Huntley put together a fantastic drive down the field, which resulted into him running his ball in for a seven-yard touchdown off the option play. Ran inside of his own, did his finger roll, and during that drive, he had his first hookup with um, Eli Wolf, who's a tight end, another player that came through the NFL he's become our platform. Now, with Huntley and several players who I want to talk about today, Due to COVID-19, there was no NFL regional combine um, invitations that were conducted because of the pandemic. However, with these players' names on the list and these players that were going to attend the session, because their name was on the listing, all 32 teams still looked at their list and still went off of that to help bring these players in. So there was another source to look for talent. And many of those guys were able to still sign with King, Tyler Huntley, Eli Wolf, and several other players I'm going to mention today. I like to call them the listers. The reason why I say they are the listers because their name was on the list. Although they didn't perform in session, but they still in the um, on the umbrella of the NFL regional combine. This is why we still talk about them. And so, thus saying, thus forth, this is where we are with Huntley and several players we're going to talk about today. In that game, Tyler had 16 attempts and completed 12 of those 16 attempts for 79 yards. And like I said, he definitely had that break-off touchdown, which ultimately led to the Ravens to win this game due to the defense getting another turnover, which was that sixth turnover that put the icing on the cake for the Ravens to win their first preseason game. You listen to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Jones, founder and CEO of LockdownDanceReport.com. Okay, now, that was from the Ravens perspective. Now, for every Ravens fan, you want to have about 20 Steelers fans. <laughs> Steelers fans are upset. I can't, I cannot deny that. I cannot deny that. You guys know how I feel about the Steelers fans and how they showed up every year, year in, year out, in the Hall of Fame ceremony. We talked about that last week, but Steelers fans, they are... Uh, and so Steelers fans, yes, Steelers are one of those teams that recruit heavy from the NFL regional combine. And although they lost some, like you had Jordan Davisville, who was there last year, he's, not, he's no longer with the um, Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm sure he's going to sign with some team and be a special um, a special teamer, uh, bring his expertise to that sport. I'm probably sure he's going to sign with someone really, really soon. But the Steelers look at this platform a lot, and that's where they find a lot of good talent. And this year is no different. You know, they brought in Abdul Anderson, who was with the Minnesota Vikings last year, who spent most of his career in the NFL 
with the Chicago Bears. He's a member of that team. Tyler Simmons, he was the first player that scored a touchdown in week one when they played in the Hall of Fame game. And then also Jameer Jones. Now, the Steelers love their linebacker. Now, they didn't have a good one here with Jameer Jones. It came from my Notre Dame. Jameer Jones, he actually got some playing time in the Hall of Fame game, but he got a lot of time against the Philadelphia Eagles. Yes, in this game, he did finish with two tackles, but they both, one was a sack and one was for a loss. He was able to get to Joe Flacco, and he also harassed the NFL leader combine standout Nick Mullins in that game. How he forced Nick Mullins to throw an interception by getting his face a little quicker, um, really causing a lot of problems in that game. But he was definitely flying all over the field, so it was good to see that. On the, on the Eagles side of the ball, Joe Orson. Now, Joe Orson. Since he came to the process, I believe in 2018, he really could not get a grasp on his health. But the Eagles still have kept him on their roster. And he got some playing time in that game um, against the Pittsburgh Steelers where he finished with four tackles and also running back Jason Huntley. He led the team in yards of 15, and he only carried the ball four times. Jason Huntley, Philadelphia Eagles, got him. Yeah, something there, Daniel, man. So make sure you got sick with him. I think he's going to be pretty, pretty solid uh, for those guys out of stress. And then we're going to look at one of the Washington football team linebacker, Cole McCombs. I mean, uh, Cole Holcomb. And we talked about him last couple of years. He wrapped up with two tackles in that game. Linebacker, Brandon Copeland, who bounced around the league for several teams. He is now with the Atlanta Falcons. He made his debut with that squad with three tackles. So that was really great to be able to see what he was able to do in his first game as a member of the Atlanta Falcons. So he's definitely one of those guys that I would say, I think that majority of his greatness is going to come right after he retires because he's really into uh, financial advising. So I really believe that he's going to really explode in that arena. But he's using the NFL, using football to help pave the way for him, and he's doing a great job as it's lining up his career, not currently, but also after his playing days are over. So definitely watch out for that young man. He's going to do some great things. Now, the picture for another, the Buffalo Bills, they had three, three NFL regional combat players on that squad with linebacker to, um, Terrell Adams, defensive tackle Brian um, um, Brandon, and also F.A. about the defensive end. All those guys showed out in their first appearance as a Buffalo Bills. We had Adams and Obama. They both finished with two tackles, and while Brandon had one stop in that in that um, in that contest. So they had three. And the New York Giants, they had three. They had three guys who was all over the place. Todd Crowler, talk, heard me talk about him a lot last year. Um, T.J. Um, um, Burnson, he was on the field last year. He was mixed up a little bit, but he's out there. And David and Maya, he's out there as well. All four of those guys had tackles. Um, and that matched up four and two, two from Tay Crowler. You listen to Lock and Talk from the Bachelor Music Radio Network. We'll take a quick pause here. And when we come back, we're going to get into what the rest of the players from the NFL Regional Combine did in week one of the NFL. This is Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Now, today, make sure you guys stay locked in on the Bachelor News Network, on the Bachelor News.airtime.pro. At 5 o'clock, we're going to feature. Our album Friday artist. Make sure you guys tune in from 5 to 5.30. Find out who that artist is. It's going to be a surprise. I'm going to be sure that if you love music, you're going to love who's going to be the artist for tonight 
So make sure you guys stay locked in on the bachelornews.airtime.pro to find out who is the feature album Friday artist is from 5 through 5.30 Eastern Standard Time. And then check back in with us on Whisper Soft Love Songs from 8 p.m. to midnight. So make sure you guys stay locked in and then follow this show here on the Bachelors um, on, on Locker Talk. Follow this show today. Make sure you stay with the Dose of Dime show with Yoni Knott. A dose of reality about love, life, and drama from the DJ Dimes perspective. So make sure you guys stay locked in for what we're doing here on the Bachelor News, uh, Bachelor Back to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder CEO of LockerDashboard.com, where you guys can always follow me. Only one of my social handles on Twitter, Locker underscore report on Instagram, Locker Report 100 on SmartCast. On Facebook, LockerCourt.com, and also check out Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook. Make sure you guys subscribe today on YouTube on Locker Talk Podcast. All right, now, back to some good stuff dealing with the players on the NFL Regional Combine. Now, I definitely will say this. The Minnesota Vikings is also one of those teams that you're familiar with having solid talent, primarily on the offense side of the ball dealing with the NFL Regional Combine. This year is going to be, uh, I'm, I'm getting in addition, because I really believe that these two guys are going to make the squad. I, I don't see why they will not, especially this first guy who we're going to talk about, because one thing that the Vikings need, they need someone athletic on um, an athletic linebacker that, that's a hybrid, that can make plays um, in the box and in coverage. And I'm talking about Miles Dorn, Miles Dorn from North Carolina. This young man is a pure hitter, high energy. He do not, do not let up by any means. In his first solid debut with the Minnesota Vikings, another listener for the NFL Regional Combine. I mean, this kid, oh, boy, I think you got to actually go to YouTube to check out the highlights that I laid out about this young man. I mean, all over the place. He has four big plays in this game, and not only will he put pressure on the quarterback, but the way how he was able to drop back and also cover, and it also had situations where he will track down the player. He had this one play that when he recognized it was going to be a pass, and he dropped back deep, almost where the free safety area was at. And Jerry Judy was playing against the Denver Broncos. Jerry Judy put the pass in the middle of the field on the other side of the field. And Judy was, I mean, uh, and, and Judy was ready to like get to the outside and break off down a sideline and score a touchdown. Next thing you know, you saw Jordan is come out of nowhere, cut him off, lit him up. I mean, that was fantastic. I mean, he he destroyed. Then he had another play where he put so much pressure on the quarterback that he forced the, the ball to come out and he hit him right in his ribs. I mean, it it, 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 it was filthy. I mean. He was literally all over the field. He's one of those guys you definitely got to keep your eyes on for the, for the Minnesota Vikings because he is the real deal. Really looking forward to seeing him during this postseason. I mean, this uh, regular season, I believe that he's going to make this active roster. And also his teammate, a, a defensive back, Luther Kirk. Luther Kirk was with the Cowboys last year, but he signed with the Minnesota Vikings. He's another ferocious hitter that can cover, but also loves to give run support. And he had a big play in that game when he played in the box, came off a blitz, hit the running back in the backfield, and then off a screen play with watch the way how the development of the 
machine was, and that thing only shot the gas and took down the ball track. Really good, high-intensive players the Vikings had on the defense side of the ball. I'm really confident in saying that these guys are going to be on that roster for this upcoming season. Really, really good stuff there. Now, Jacksonville Jaguars, okay, nobody, I never say anybody is looking at them to, like, really, really do something <laughs> this year. But it's always still with the NFL teams. They will have their ups and downs as they rebuild, but they will put out some good play. And some of the good play action is going out. It just makes defensive tackles Doug Carson. Doug Carson had an excellent rookie year for those guys. I believe that he's going to, you know, really do a um, play a major part in this upfield, especially on the defensive front, where he really showed an impact last year. He also, in that game, uh, last week in, um, in the first preseason game, he actually helped lay the team in tackle with four. And then newcomer, Roy Robinson Harris, defensive lineman, he's more of a hybrid. He can play the tackle, he can play the edge. In his debut, he had one tackle. So he's making his impact with the team. He's going to be a part of something special after being with the, with the Chicago Bears for the past three to four years. So he's going to be, you know, a solid key contributor for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they feel especially, especially on their defensive front. The Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Nick Nemehan, heard me talk about this young man for the past couple of years. He had three tackles in this game, showing really, really good, even in the month of life. I mean, Xavier Howard, who's one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL. Nick Nemehan is really showing that hey, that he can, he'll make, he can be a major player in this league. You know, just want to see a little bit more consistency from him. You know, every year going in, he's always like on that bubble, maybe he's an undrafted guy. But he always wound up proving and make that active roster and really showing out that, yes, he belongs in this league. Um, he's going to play with anything, but his goal is to be successful in Miami Dolphins, and that is what he is doing. For the Chicago Bears, defensive tackle, local London, he was able to match in that game against the Miami Dolphins with three tackles on his own, playing the interior, looking for some big things from him, Chicago, it's one of those teams that's up and coming, knowing that they finally have a quarterback now. So it's going to be really interesting seeing how London will fit with the squad moving forward towards the regular season of the 2021 campaign. Houston Texans newly required linebacker, Kumar Cruchin Hill, made his debut with the team. He was with the Miami Dolphins last year for one year, spent most of his career with the Philadelphia Eagles after being drafted by the New England Patriots in 2016. So he's definitely been around for a while, still waiting for that major, major payday. I thought for sure he was coming this offseason. He did not, so he signed a one-year deal with Houston Texans. Don't worry. He's going to eventually get what he's looking for. He's saying really hard out there. I feel like he always does. And in his case, with the Houston Texans, he had two explosive tackles. Both were for losses. So he's definitely shown that he is ready to rock and roll for the Houston Texans. He is a, he's in a situation where he can actually be a star player for the Houston Texans. I mean, he was a captain's badge for the, for the Philadelphia Eagles, primarily as a, 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 a special team standout. But I think that this year he had an opportunity to really be the star of this defense that you guys will be familiar with hearing from regards to number 51. So my couple of appreciate him for the Houston Texans. I think that he's going to play pretty good alongside with Cunningham on all that defensive front. Now, the Carolina Panthers, 
They had Sam Franklin. Sam Franklin, a linebacker for that squad. He was on that team last year, did pretty good. Didn't play a lot, but I believe that the way how he started off this preseason, he's going to see a lot of action on the regular season. He finished with three passes in this matchup when he played against the Indianapolis Colts. Now, Arizona Cardinals, they had themselves another running back, a time of running back that's under the radar. And his name is Tavian Feaster. Tavian Feaster, three tests, three carries for 10 yards. He also had a pass for 16 yards. He's one of those guys to definitely look out for on that side of the ball because the curve, because that's something that the, uh, um, the Cardinals definitely need some production for some playmakers. They had the playmakers in the receiving game, but they really need something in the backfield as well, and I believe that Pisa can be that feature guy there now. Now, one thing I can say, and I cannot leave this show without talking about the play from these guys that came from that played for the Los Angeles Rams. So I'll probably wrap up the show on these guys. You guys were the locker desk with that policy with the other players. <clears throat> but I cannot leave off this show without top talking about the players that came from the Rams, especially quarterback Bryce Perkins. Bryce Perkins, I say he's from Virginia. He's not going to be the main guy this year. We already know that. We know Matthew Stafford is going to be the main guy. He's the big money guy. He's the guy where they brought in to help the Rams get to the promised land. So they're not going to get to the promised land because so they can't get. They're not going to get past anything from there. But that's another story for another day. We already know what's going on. But if something was to happen after that, trust me, the Rams are going to be in great, great shape. Because this young man that will win this backup spot, no doubt about my mind, that Bryce Perkins, he is the real deal. He is athletic, strong arm, very patient, very detailed. And if he can't find nothing, with the pass, which he wanted to be, he wanted to throw the ball first, but this young man will create some action. Now, if you think Lamar Jackson and those guys or um, the quarterbacks, and still my man Josh Allen for the Buffalo Bills, can create on both ends of that with their legs and their arms, this young man going to the field, you want to have to put him in this category. He is electric. I'm telling you, Perkins is electric. He had helped the Rams score that only touchdown. Um, last, last week against the Chargers, did very, very well in that game. Three for 69, three for 79 yards as well in that game. He did a phenomenal job, and he also led them down the field to score like that in a, in a passing touchdown. But he had this one play where he was scrambling, and he picked up the first down, and all in one motion, he stepped on the linebacker, and then he jumped over to the defensive back. Clean, clean was a cut, and then he ran out of back. That was an exciting play. If you want to see that play, go check out Locker Talk on the back. Or go check out the Locker Talk podcast on YouTube. You will see. I, I did a special clip, a highlight, solely what the Rams did and what this young man did. Go check it out. It's breathtaking. Someone to watch out for for the Los Angeles Rams. And also the Los Angeles Rams, we know that they have Johnny Kepler, who's an all-pro punter. Congratulations to linebacker Justin Lauder, who was out all last season. He is back healthy. Looking forward to seeing him do a little bit more than that young know, team. He's really a good linebacker in the making there. But they also have playmakers. And Xavier Jones, running back, make sure you watch out for this guy, number 25. He is an electric dynamo. 
preseason, second game of preseason, make sure you watch that Rams game. Look out for Xavier Jones. He is a talented running back. And then they have a short-handed wide receiver in J.J. Colson. He is, like, his routes are crisp. There's not a route that he can't, not, it's not a route combination he cannot run. He is on point, too. The Los Angeles Rams have some players there to watch out for. Make sure you go to Lock and Talk Podcast on YouTube. Check out their highlights because these guys did their thing in their debut with the Los Angeles Rams. Hey, guys, I want to say thank you for tuning in to Lock and Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you'll hear about NFL stars tomorrow today. I'm your host, Jerry Bonds, founder and CEO of LockerDashport.com. And you guys can follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter, at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, LockerReport100, also on Cash, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out LockerTalk Podcast on Facebook. But subscribe today. Go to YouTube. Subscribe to LockerTalk Podcast, where you can see this show here in video with highlights and more breakdowns. I'm telling you, you will not miss out on some good NFL stuff and content then. And also, make sure you guys check me out on the Bachelor News, bachelornews.airtime.pro, where you listen to this show 24 hours a day at your leisure, where you're going to learn some good football stuff. Next week, we're going to talk about week two of what the NFL week will come out there. Not a lot of them play in week one, but I'm expecting to, expect to see more on the field for week two. Hey, one thing left. Talk to you guys soon now. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning. This is Yanni, your DJ and dance junkie with today's Dose of a Dime. And let me tell you, my allergy came for me this week. Ooh-wee. I got to tell you, it is a struggle, but I am here. I have my tea. Straight chaser. No, just, just tea, no honey, and a straight chaser, you know. And I am ready to get into this. We are on the Bachelors Radio Network. Thank you for hosting me. I appreciate all the love. And the number, if you want to get involved, is 646-929-0130. And, of course, I am on my Facebook Live. Hi, guys. I see Miss Kitty is tuning in. I see Mr. Harry is in the place. Hey, how you doing? And we want to tell you that there is a Facebook group that you can join. It is absolutely free. It is public. You can go in right now and just come see me. Or you can come in and participate in the definite um, relationship chat that we got going on because I got to tell you, it's just been some stuff in a couple last couple of days. You should go in and check in. And I did, I posted a, a post and I just wanted, was very curious about how men cope with their mental health because knowing my sisters, I got a lot of girlfriends, you know, sisters, and they're very serious about coping with their mental health. They're in counseling, they're in yoga, they're in affirmations, they're meditating. They're in church, you know, they're doing the things, the steps that, you know, I know for sure is, is go, you know, they're exercising. They're doing the things that's going to bring about clarity, mental health, positive coping skills. And I was just very, very curious. What do men do? Um, 
do what do you do? If you want, you can check in with me and let me know what you guys are, you know, what you guys do. You can hit me up on the Facebook group. Again, it's a public group. Please check it out. And I see Janu, my favorite IT girl in the house. Um, definitely look at that. Tell me what's going on. I would love to love to love to love to know. Okay. So today, actually, let's talk about what last week's show was about because we finished a five-week, five-week show. It's kind of almost like a series on narcissists, narcissistic behavior, covert narcissists, overt narcissists. We talked about red flags. We talked about side effects, you know, of what witnessing and being a subject of a narcissist looks like because, I mean, there are definite side effects. I mean, stemming all the way from um, – Distrusting yourself straight up to depression, okay? So, and also how to heal, how to heal, because it, it, it's not just the easy, we broke up and we're done. Narcissists continue to stalk and chase, and it's a thing, right? So do understand that it is a thing, and definitely, if you want to find out more about narcissism, please head up the rebroadcast, the rebroadcast. That's at the bachelorsnews.airtime.co and bachelor is spelled B-A-T-C-H-L, B-A-T-C-H-E-L-O-R news.airtime.co. Ooh, I'm stumbling over words today. Hey, good morning, Miss Leslie. Good morning. I love the people that are tuning in. Thank you for tuning in, and I definitely appreciate the love. And I hope to, um, we are going to get into this topic, but before we do, I do need to let you know that on this station, the Bachelor News Radio Network, we have Feature Album Friday. Ooh, it's a beautiful thing. So today at 5 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock Central Standard Time for my Oklahoma piece. What's up? They take one artist and they play their whole um, discography. And today is going to be Fantasia. Um, now, I don't know if you know who Fantasia is. I mean, I could go way back to, like, when she was on American Idol, because, like, you know, that's summertime. When she sang summertime, it brought tears to my eyes, man. And I hope that's one of the songs for sure, for sure. So definitely tune in for that. It is just that one, it's 30 minutes of just her discography, and they play it, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's something that, you know, you could just put on and chill, because she's, the girlfriend got range. Listen, Fantasia's, she sees some things. That's also on the bachelornews.airtime.pro, so make sure you tune in for that. Again, 5 o'clock. Eastern Standard Time, 6 o'clock Central. Um, I did want to also let you know that uh, their version of The Quiet Storm is called <clears throat> Whisper Softly. And that's what it's called. It's Whisper Softly. It is uh, weeknights from 8 p.m. to 12 midnight. Again, Eastern Standard Time. So that's going to be, what, 9? Nine? 9 our time to 1 in the morning. But it is nothing but slow jams, slow melodies, something to set the mood, something to get everything going right. Hey, who? I mean, there be the DJ. There it is. So to make sure you turn in this every night except for Saturday night. So make sure you tune in for that. So let's get into what today's topic is. It is actually a whole big thing. <sighs> I was doing my research on narcissists and I came across this, and I think it's something that we should really know about. It's basically... I'm going to do it backwards, kind of like a TikTok version of, I'm going to give you, put a finger down if you, and then you can tell me, hey, you know what, that might be me. Okay, so listen, do you constantly seek reassurance? Do you want to know, do you love me? Are you always asking that? Are you always worried somebody's going to leave you? Put a finger down 
if um, you or your partner need you to need them or vice versa, do they need to be needed? Put a finger down if you basically are your relationship, your your title is mom or wife or mother. Mm. Put a finger down if you cannot say no in your relationship like it's hard and you avoid conflict at all costs. Put a finger down if when you end a relationship, you no longer know what it is that you're going to do. If you have put a finger down or you are dating someone that you're like, yeah, that's them, or even if you're your parent or sibling or someone, they have codependent issues. Mm, codependency is a whole thing. When I tell you it's crazy, I tell you it's crazy. So listen, let's talk about that. So the basic definition, let me grab that. The basic definition of codependency basically is just need to be needed. It is like kind of an excessive emotional or psychological reliance on someone else outside of yourself, okay? So mothers, listen, mothers have it big time. Fathers have it big time. But mothers, for sure, that whole emptiness thing, that's a thing. That is part of being codependent. When you have put your energy, all your energy, and a lot of us, um, a lot of single parents, I won't say us, a lot of single parents will definitely say, I put my relations, my all my energy into these children right here because especially after a big, huge, ugly divorce or a ugly breakup, people will put all their energy into the kids. That is a codependent relationship. You are not just a parent. You are actually an individual, and that is going to be a problem when the children try to leave the house. So and definitely those things are, when you hear about people that go crazy after their children leave the house, that's what it's about. Mm. Okay, so Ms. Uh, Ms. Rue had asked the question. She says there's a difference between being needed or wanted. So uh, wanting to be needed is different from wanting to be wanted. Wanted to be needed comes into play because if they, the problem is if, if somebody doesn't want you and you just want to be wanted, it, it, no, they're both probably, probably pretty uh, serious situations and probably both play a big part and self-esteem and um, in a definite um, both play a part in self-esteem, both play a part in what you identify yourself as because if you're not wanted as you want to be wanted or if you're not needed as you want to be needed, it depends on how much um, you put into that need to be needed or wanted. I know that, that was a tongue twister. So let me go into the show and then we'll, we'll come back. We'll circle back to that. So, okay. So it's almost, so it's almost like um, – they seek reassurance constantly. This was me as a kid. Um, I'm also adopted. Um, my mother had to give me up for reasons. And um, my, my, bio- my biological mother had to give me up for reasons. My adopted mother picked me up from the hospital. And it was a, it was a, there was no flaw in that, no flaw, no scene, no time where I was in the foster home or anything like that. It was just literally my biological mother gave me up. My adopted mother adopted me, period. So, I have what they call abandonment issues, even though there was no flaw, no scene in between that. So constant reassurance was something that I needed a lot from my adopted mother. She even said, if you ask me one more time, if I love you, I promise you I'm going to throw you. Because it's a lot. When you have a partner who constantly asks you, and this can be man or woman, because let me tell you, there, there is no percentage on this that constantly needs to be reassured 
that um, they that you're loved or constantly to be reassured that you're still, you know, with them. Like they will take signs. I, mean, I don't know if you guys seen the meme for the show, but they will take something as simple as you didn't touch my foot last night. And so are you thinking about leaving me? Those types of things, they need constant reassurance, constant reassurance. So that is what I mean by that. Do you love me? Are you mad? Are you mad is a big one. Are you mad at me? I did this. Are you mad at me? Constant reassurance. So that's something that you be like, okay, maybe they, maybe we need to sit down and talk. All right. So needing your partner to a point where it's a life or death something situation, when you need your partner so much that you don't know how you can function without them or you can't see how you would be able to move forward because this person is just the perfect person, that is a symptom of codependency. Okay. Uh, needing them to need you definitely a symptom of codependency because what people are supposed to be autonomous. Now, I'm, now do understand that the world is not independent. We, none of us are independent. We are all codependent, not codependent, but um, counter dependent on each other. I need the PSO people to do their job so that we can have electricity. I need um, the school system to be functioning so that I can have my job. These are the things that I'm talking about. So there are definitely differences between um, being independent and being codependent. Codependent is I need you to need me because if you don't need me, who am I? That's the problem, okay? They always put their partner first. They always put their relationship first. They always put their children first before them. They will set themselves on fire to make sure that these children have. Now, do understand that. So as a single parent, I do understand that that is a mentality that we go through. But you cannot sacrifice yourself. It's kind of like when you're in an airplane and this mask drop down, you're supposed to put yours on first before you put your child's on. The reason being because if you are not okay, who else is going to take care of the kids? You cannot. You put your children first. To an extent, if it becomes a detriment to you or your family, then you need to back that up, okay? They make drastic sacrifices, whether it be money or um, resources or time or, I mean, like, literally, I'll, I'll, I'll knock off early just so I can be with you. But what? You're going to get your money? Keep talking. I'm diagnosing you. All right, so, and they, and they feel empty, when they don't, when they're not giving of themselves, when they don't have a role with you, they feel empty. And this is not to be confused with love bombing. This is not they bought you a bunch of stuff and they're trying to win you over. This is they bought you a bunch of stuff and they really want you to have you and they love you so much. And that's okay. But help them find the balance. Healthy boundaries are 100%, okay? So um, my... I'll, I'll, I'll use this example. Uh, there was this young lady who told me that she needed $20 because she was going to give her boyfriend $20 so that he could go get his hair braided. And I almost had a fit. It is not your job to give your boyfriend $20 to go get his hair braided. Not your job. And she was upset. Her mom wouldn't give it to her. Child, dear one, it is not your job. They want their hair braided, they'll figure out a way to do it. Everything is not your job. You do not have to fix everything. And that's another thing. They feel like they have to fix everything for them, have to fix everything for them. And it's not, it's a thing. Okay. They have no identity. What do I mean by that? Okay, so do understand 
They are the mother. They are the wife. They are the worker. This is my job. This is who I am. I am this person. They don't have their own habits. They don't have their own hobbies. Their hobbies are based around your hobbies or your hobbies are based around their hobbies. So for me, and I realized I was in a codependent relationship. Um, I was the codependent though. So I, I understand that. Um, my, my ex was a DJ. And so I made it my job to learn how to DJ. I made it my job to, you know, um, when he was at, you know, went on breaks or before he came in, I would DJ. So when he came in, he could come in and kill the party, right? So I would play songs that, you know, were whack or, or okay, but I learned how to support. I mean, obviously there's a difference between supporting your person and being codependent. I put my energy and effort into making sure that this was flawless, only to be told it wasn't needed or wanted. Listen, and that destroyed me. So being codependent is the whole thing. Uh, my habits were literally based around his, and and that I had to have something. So when I left, um, I had to figure out who I was, and that was a struggle. That was a struggle. Okay. So this is not like we. They tell us that we are a kind of cluster of the ten people that we hang around with the most. So if you notice, the ten people that you hang around with the most, you start saying things that they say or you start using mannerisms similar to what they do, that's, a, that's, that's because that's, it, our, our, persons, our personalities are designed that way. So it's a good thing, okay? That's why I always kind of tell people, okay, surround yourself with positive people. Surround yourself with people that are making a difference, shooting for their goals. Make sure you surround yourself with people who are actually doing something with their life because you, the, the six people, the ten, six to ten people that you are around the most, those are the people that you're going to emulate. It is just is what it is. So that is not what I'm talking about. I am talking about you base your life around your children, and you are the soccer mom, and you are at every game. And I'm not saying, again, not saying support is not a good thing. Support is an awesome thing. But you have to be careful within that support that you don't lose yourself. You have got to have your time. You've got to have your space. You've got to have who you are as a person in order for your family to benefit in you being happy. You can make your happiness about your children, but when they leave, then what do you have? So just saying that. Another one is they can't say no to you. You can't say no to your children. You can't say no to your husband. You can't say no to your wife. Everything she asks for, you give it to her. Um, and there's no real boundaries. So boundaries are absolutely, you got to have, you have to have them. All right. Um, you will find yourself doing things saying things, being things that you would not normally be. So what do I mean by that? You will find yourself, if they need something, you'll get it from your job. You will, something you would not normally do. I've seen people, I've heard about people stealing from their job because they may needed something that they could not get. Stealing. You make these boundaries. You make these, these, these um concessions, I'm going to say, you wave the last flag, so I can do it just once, you know, they need it, I'll, I'll do it, it's okay, it's not okay. If you are putting, and be put in a situation where you cannot say no, and I'm not saying they're putting you in a situation, you are talking yourself out of it, because if they're talking you into it, that's narcissistic manipulation, but if you're talking yourself into it, it's a codependent manipulation, it's a little different. You are manipulating yourself to make it okay 
you're rationalizing, doing something that you would not normally do to make it okay. So uh, total disclosure, there were things that I looked into to save my marriage that I would not do on a, on a normal ever. And it was real. I, I was really into I was okay, I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to make this work because I'm going to keep my relationship. Your relationship, if it is that hard to keep, if you have to do things that are um, out of your person, out of your space, out of your personality to do, out of your character to do, it's not, that's not your job to do. A relationship to be kept has to be kept by both people. Both people have to be working in it. And if you find yourself making all of the concessions and all of the whatever, you might want to check that, okay, because it's self-destructive. Uh, drinking excessively, doing drugs, even sex plays. If you're not no- normally interested in certain sex plays, but this person is, and they're pushing you to do it, and it's not what you want to do, but you'll do it, you'll sacrifice and do it because hmm, they want to do it, that might be a codependent relationship. Now, do understand I'm not talking about I, I, I do understand that there's experimentation that goes on, and I'm not going to shame anyone for that because trust and believe um, I'm a different kind of person myself. But I am saying that if it is within your character that says, no, I don't like this stuff, but I'm going to do it because they like it, that's a problem. That's a codependent relationship. That's the thing, okay? That's why, and again, I go back to those of us who are single parents, who feel like we owe our, we do owe our children, don't, don't get me wrong, but feel like we have to overcompensate for a missing parent and we put all of our energy, all of, even for those people who are in a blended families or families with two parents and they feel like it is their job to be mother and wife and everything has to be perfect and nothing has, can be out of sync when they leave. When you're, cause your children, the whole goal of being a parent is that your children are supposed to leave the nest and become productive adults. That's your job. That's your job, all right, <clears throat> is not to, to supply their everyone and their needs. So when they leave, is that a whole issue for you? Because that's the thing. So listen, where do these things come from? It actually comes from our childhood. Um, I know we got real Freudian up in here. If you don't know what Freudian means, look that up, my brother. Okay, so uh, a lot of people say codependency stems from a drug or um, drug abuse uh, households, households that had drug abuse in it or households that had um, uh, people who have got, went away to jail. That's not necessarily the case, okay? Well-adjusted households can also have children that um, are going to be codependent, okay? Um, they say, and this is studies that's done in the, by the Kaiser Family Foundation, and this is stuff that I learned when I worked at Educare, I worked at Educare for seven years, um, that in the delivery room, a child can tell whether or not they're wanted. Think about that. In a delivery room, this is the first couple of minutes of their life. They can feel whether or not they are a wanted child or not a wanted child. And that's why I'm very, very particular and picky about who comes into the delivery room when a woman has a baby? It's like, listen, don't bring anybody that has any objections to any of this. You want to bring some every everyone is centered about you and this baby and caring for you. Make sure you always have your tribe and make sure your tribe gets thinned out occasionally because sometimes we let folks in this mouth with some being. So again, well adjusted parents can also have children who have codependency issues, especially if one of the parents is codependent. 
we learn by example. We learn what we see. All right? So listen. And understand that we are not our children's world. Woo, my adult parents. Listen, I love you. Parents of adult children, please understand that you are not your child's world. That's part of the problem. We are not our child's world. So when our children choose differently from what it is that we have set up for them, it is a whole heartbreak for us. But because we are not our child's world, by teenager, by, by the time they get to high school, they're, they're, they're not their siblings, their, their friends have more of an influence on them than you do. And unfortunately, by limiting and restricting their friends, you unfortunately, they either rebel and they sneak or they do it anyway. So you are not your child's only uh, person that influences them. They get influences from our world, from our society, from the media that they consume, from their friends, from their teachers, from their parents. I mean, this but some, and sometimes that's a good thing because you'll hear about these stories about the kid that came from a crackhead house or, you know, that house was infected with crack in jail. And they, they come turn out to be doctors because they had an influence outside of their family who was positive. So, but it can be the absolute opposite, too. You have that one influence inside your house or outside of your house that might be completely negative, that might charm this person, that gets them to be like, oh, I like this life. Sip this tea. I like this life. Hmm. So, um, also, so not only abandonment issues, but neglect issues too. So neglect issues are just kind of different. The parents are there, but they're not functioning in a household. They're not doing things that they're supposed to be doing in the household to make sure that the children are okay. Or they're there and they're tied up in a divorce, which that's happened to me, which is why, we again, I try to overcompensate on my children. Again, I'm not saying anything that I am not telling myself, but it's easier for me to look into a relationship. This is why therapy is, is beautiful. It's easier for me to look into a relationship and see things that are going on than it is for me to cast it at myself. And that's why reflection is so good. If you can step back and say, did I handle that properly? Ooh, am I pushing too much into this? Reflection is a wonderful thing, and that's the tool I want you to learn. If nothing else, by listening to this show, okay? So... Neglect issues can happen when there's divorce, um, somebody goes to jail, a parent dies. Um, If there is some type of drug activity or there's another child in the house that is demanding all of the attention. So that happens too. Because then you got to have family of three. One child is just raised in hell. And then the other children suffer because the other parent has to keep running behind this one child. That is a thing too. So you have to, none of this, there is no playbook for any of this, for parenting, for relationships. There are only those of us who can kind of see and sit back and be like, "Mm, that's not healthy, my love, and try to help you guys. So my goal, again, for this show is to just kind of put things in your face and get get you to see things, you know, that are different and, and maybe fix your relationship and reflect and move forward in positive, healthy directions now. So Dr. D, one of my favorite, favorite teachers when I was getting my master's degree in social work, she pointed out that there was a study about children who were in the foster care system who aged out. And the aged out means that they turned 18 and never got adopted, never got 
a family. They were just in the system, okay? That's what aged out means. They, they, they lived in or they were brought into the system, never got, they, they may have gotten foster homes, but they never got adopted. They never were placed back with their family. They just aged out. The number one thing that they look for is a family. They start trying to have a baby almost immediately because they need to be needed. They feel like no one needs them, no one wants them, they're discarded. So they seek out these other things to make them feel needed. They seek out having a child to make them feel needed. Now consider you have this person who doesn't have the parental backing or doesn't have, you know, positive parental examples, and now they have a child. That's the whole thing. So, And then there's the men who seek out women who are struggling. Listen, bros. Mm, sip this tea. And we're not even going to talk about my Bob the Builder Mormons. My, my Bob the Builder Mommies that go find these men that they, that's a whole project. You don't need it. You don't need it. So what can we do? Okay, so we put that out there. What can we do? You can start setting healthy boundaries. You can start claiming your time. You can start using your time to self-discover what it is that you like to do. What do you like to do? What is it that you like? And don't just say something that somebody else likes. What do you like? Have you spent time by yourself doing that you want to continue to do? That's the thing, okay? And definitely figure out what it is that your attachment style is. There are several YouTube videos that you can look at. There are quizzes you can take online to figure out what your attachment style is so that you can move forward in a way that makes your relationship less of a um, maladaptive one. Maladaptive is a really ugly but beautiful word. It just means that in a way that's not toxic, okay? So I did want to leave you guys with the affirmation, all right? So this is for my codependent mommies and daddies, um, also for our codependent lovelies. <laughs> All I need is within me. We're going to keep it short and sweet. All I need is within me. You are self-contained. It's just a way to create a major or whatever it is that you choose to believe. You are self-contained. Everything you need is just within you, and that's the way we are made. So stop looking outside of yourself for validation. You are wonderful. You are perfect, even in the fact that you are imperfect. So I'm hoping that this helps some people. And if it does, then let me know. And do let me know, men, again, um, what things that you guys are doing to get your mental health in check, okay? So that is Wrapping up my time, please find me on all my social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I don't do much on Twitter. Uh, YouTube, I'm kind of not doing what I'm supposed to do on YouTube. And, of course, I have my own website. It's www.thedjdime.com, and you can look at some of my blogs and some of my podcasts, and I hope that helps anyone. Again, please feel free to reach out to me. I have a coaching service that I am always willing, ready and willing to listen to your problems, and we can chat. All right. So find the Facebook group. Again, a dose of the dime um, on Facebook. And I hope to hear from you guys next week. I'm on the blog talk. Actually, I'm on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Peace and blessings. Sometimes we fall in
know. 